Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister. We are currently on maternity leave, but look, we're still here. We're such hard workers. Such hard workers. We don't even know how to take a break. Genuinely. We are coming at you now with another um, rerun episode. This happens to be episode one, the very, very first episode we ever recorded when we were young and enthusiastic and organized enough to sing songs, which we are planning on getting back to. We just, aren't we? Oh yeah, I forgot about this one. This one makes me cry though. Okay, well, you you don't have to listen to the rerun. Okay. Although, actually, do for the numbers. Just put it on the background in every room in the house. Um, I think we should dedicate this one to mom because she loves when we mention her on the podcast. Oh, my God, she does. You know what? She sent me a text the other day. She goes, you are to stop referring to me on your podcast. (laughs) Capital P. We are listening to one where you credit me with, with the expression, beep. I'm not saying it again. It is embarrassing. Open brackets and vulgar. Close brackets. Full stop. It's... All capital letters, over, exclamation mark. <laughs> What's over? The era of mentioning mom on the podcast. Oh, what does she mean? Stop referring to me. It, does she mean like stop referring to me as something? So we just want to talk about her directly. Is that, is that, maybe that's what she's saying. Just just call me my name. Speak about me directly. No, Beers. I think she just wants us to never speak about her again. But she's out of luck because not only do we speak about her all the time, but we're now going to run a rerun where we did an entire episode about her. This was episode one. Yeah. Uh, where we... It was called Not Without Our Mother. Not Without My Mother, Not Without Our Mother. I uh, can't remember. She should be delighted. She I should... would be overjoyed if my children started a podcast. Oh my God, and talked about you all and the time. And talked about me all the time. Like, what an influence. Maybe not. What an influence. I'm, I'm suddenly remembering that time you came in here and started doing that dance. Oh my God, if they mentioned that in a podcast, you'd be embarrassed. You're looking very worried. What, like, no, what I'm dance? not. A, I'm looking very blank. What dance? I'll tell you afterwards. You won't want this on air. Was I wearing clothes? You started off wearing clothes. <laughs> anyway anyway this is the episode where we talk about uh, our mom how we named the podcast thanks in no small part to our mom her plans for her own funeral her love of Christmas carols well all of which in true revisionist history if you're talking about that she now denies yeah absolutely I never said that she actually said when we offered to do an episode with her she actually said she'd come on and just talk about all the lies we have spouted which are not lies but also, I think that'd be a good episode. I think it'd be actually a great episode. Yeah, we'll she and Dad can come on and just talk about how senile they are and how they don't remember anything. That's unfair, Rosemary. That's basically what they're saying. Her, like her going, we never said that. We remember well, Beatrice. They're just in their dotage now, pretending they don't remember. Yeah, but you know that every time you remember something, you remember it differently. So like in fairness, mm. that's why they don't remember correctly, because we remember correctly. God, I have some terrible memories that I wish I could remember like better. Did I learn that Not dance from them. mom, do you think? Did you learn that? The Did dance. Maybe. Um, anyway, this is an episode all about our mom, Claire McCabe. Where it all started. If you see her out and about walking my dog, say hi. Oh my God, she loves that. She does love that, but she does get a bit freaked out when people say they listen to the podcast and then I think she starts going, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> mom, we love you so much. That's why we talk about you all the time. Our mother, everybody's mother. Oh, It's true. It's the biggest comment. Our mother, the hero, like Gerard Depardieu, oh, except mom, except, let's... except Judy Dench. Yeah, exactly. Isn't he also like... Bit oh, of a Me Too victim at this he? point, yeah. Oh, no. Not a victim. I Sorry, what I meant, like a, v- a Me Too uh, oppressor. Yeah, sorry. A victim of the Me, mo- yeah. the me Too movement, just like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, no, not a victim. No, You know what, I better actually take that with a pinch of salt. I probably better go and check up on that. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about him. I just feel like he's very French, which, I mean, probably includes him in the Me Too movement. But... Anyway, yes, mother, Judy Dench. Sorry, back to mother, yeah. Judy Dench. Yeah, Judy Dench like mom. I can actually imagine mom bossing 007 around. Oh, I thought you were going to say bossing Gerard Depardieu in French round. Oh, yeah, I could. Well, I could imagine that too. I could more see her as the head of MI, MI5. Is it MI5? Spy ring. MI7. 
God, I can't know. MI5, I think. MI6? Oh. MI number. I could imagine her. She's like, you know what? I can actually good. imagine James Bond coming back right with everything, like bullet holes throughout all of his suits, <laughs> uh, every weapon destroyed, and her going, Did you get grand? Oh, yeah. You chose this. <laughs> this James, the, stop being dramatic. Yeah, this is the life of a spy. You chose this. You could have done anything. You chose this. Aren't you earning a good amount of money now? <laughs> Anyway, God, this is going to turn into a second episode of Better Mom. <laughs> this is episode one of Not Without My Sister. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Mom, for all the inspiration. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, a brand new podcast from, well, at least one of the geniuses who brought you How to Be Sound, my other podcast. <laughs> You mean Liam, the editor? No, I mean me, the genius. (laughs) This is a podcast about life and culture and sisterhood from two sisters who suddenly find themselves living together in the middle of their lives. In the middle of America. In the middle of America, but also in the middle of their lives. I would say say sibling non-rivalry, because I think that's what's so great about you and me, that there's like no rivalry, especially when we play things like Scrabble, Bananagrams. So Beatrice. Oh yeah, I'm Rosemary McCabe. I'm Beatrice McCabe. I'm a writer and journalist from Dublin and... I'm a currently working from home handbag designer. Also, also from... from well, oh, also no. From Kildare. We're from Kildare. I'd say from Kildare. I remember um, I read something once that was like, you know Kildare people because they always lie and say they're from Dublin. I identified I, with that. Totally. Now living in Indiana. Fort Wayne, Indiana, which That's I always correct. say like it's in the middle of Texas, even though nobody talks like that here. Correct. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, Rosemary's been living with us now for how long? A month? About a month. Yeah. About a month since just around the peak of, well, whatever, the beginning of this travel ban in Ireland. Trump's travel ban, Rosemary immediately uh, got <laughs> jump through. Jump ship. Yeah, jump ship. Abandoned the cocooning old Geriatrics. Pair, that's right. And headed over here. So now we're all isolating together. So now we're basically like the Brady Bunch with an odd sister-in-law that doesn't really seem to fit in. So it's like me... B, her husband Don, they're four kids. Four kids. Maybe we should do a whole episode about like, what, four kids? We'll do that. A cat and a dog. <laughs> a cat and a dog. And a fish. Oh yeah, the a very neglected fish. fish. The poor fish that I never remember to feed. The poor. Well, in fairness, he is down in like the darkest dungeon. That's not making it sound I don't better. even know what his name is. <laughs> the poor fish. What is he called? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> we decided to do a podcast so that we could talk about... All the things that we talk about all day uninterrupted and actually have a reason to lock ourselves in a room away from all the kids and Don. No offence, Don. <laughs> but lock ourselves away in here and actually have a chat because we try to have these chats and most of them end up with us going, get away, stop, yes, yes, I'll change the nappy. Put that down. Put that Put down. That Rosemary down. has become very um, disciplinary and I said she's like um, Mrs. Trunchbull. I compared her the other day. I prefer Mary Poppins because I feel like <laughs> Mary Poppins was very strict but then had her moments of like magic. Yeah, you're absolutely nothing like her. I Definitely have, I have Agatha mo- Trunchbull. Excuse me. I played football twice. I know, yeah. You're actually very good. With Nash. That's about it. I keep promising Bo I'll have a bath of them and then just not doing it. No, you're very good. I was very impressed this week. I mean, very appreciative. Obviously, I'm very lucky as well because I'm... Doing the old WFH and Don sprained his Achilles tendon or whatever it's called and was laid up in the office. Do not, do not slag my pronunciation of that. I could see you almost choking on it that It wasn't the pronunciation. Wine. It was like, 
how sympathetic you sounded towards his injury, like his Achilles tendon, whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> like, we don't think you sprain it, you rupture it or something. Anyway, he couldn't walk around, so... And the four kids to mind, so Rosemary was minding them. But, however, we digress. So back to... This podcast is no, called... No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You were just talking about how oh, lucky sugar. you feel because of oh. how great I am. Oh, yeah. I feel very lucky. I do feel very lucky. I Seriously, I was actually shocked at just how organised you were. And I came up, I came up a few times because I'm working down the basement. And I came up a few times and found, like, pure silence. Now, admittedly, they were all on various devices. But, I mean, doing their e-learning, I think, until we discovered, actually, oh, they weren't. Well, I mean... <laughs> well, we got an email from Bo's teacher, from the six-year-old's teacher, saying, you know... Um, Dear Mr. and Mrs. Kirkland, Bo has been Mrs. submitting. Mrs. Kirkland. Yeah, Bo has been submitting his. We're in. The, we're in the Midwest. I don't okay, even fine. bother correcting fine, them. Well. I never put that name in myself, but I just go fine, right? Whatever. Bo has been submitting his e-learning videos for maths and for math and English, and that's all great. But unfortunately, none of them have had anything to do with either math or English, and have been instead nothing but <laughs> videos of him playing with his three inch high Yoshi that sounded almost bad playing with his Yoshis from uh, his his knit crocheted Yoshis and they're te- so then Don goes off and watches one of the videos it's a 10 minute long video of Bo just going and here my Yoshi does this and then my Yoshi and then there's Rosemary in the background <laughs> <laughs> screaming at the other kids going stop twerking <laughs> no that, that, that wasn't the other kids that was Bo because he was oh. twerking in his video <laughs> so I was like stop so twerking stupid. in your video but I mean I was thinking about this today as well like I'm sure there are a lot of people who are quote unquote homeschooling and having the same experience. We were fools to think the six year old could do it on his own. I actually genuinely think that most people are having better experiences than us because when I was sending out my various emails to the team this week and saying like, how are you getting on? And any tips for homeschooling? The amount of highly rigorous ideas that I got back were terrifying. I recommend using a flow chart like this one that I have here. I recommend a very scheduled day. We tend to do mm. 9 to 9.15, 9.15 to 9.30, and then by 6 o'clock, the child is tired. I'm like, oh my God, I was exhausted at 10 a.m. I listened to an episode of Leiden Hines' podcast, How to Fall Apart, yesterday, and she was talking about how to help children cope with this whole new reality of being, being at home and stuff. And one of the things that everyone said was like to do a schedule. So from, you know, we get up every day at 7.30, lol. We have our breakfast and then we start school at nine and then at 10 we have a break like a brain break and we do something creative and then Jeez, at 10 30 we do i hate schedules I but you know what i read the, you know what i read yesterday i think i was telling you that um goldie horn is responsible for the term brain break which oh, i yeah. like i never would have put together well isn't um dolly parton also very involved in education for kids in america yeah dolly parton sends out she has dolly's library and she and if oh, you yeah. depending on where you live you can sign up and get various books sent out to you like from, I think it's called the Imagination Library or something. Yeah, it's very good. But yeah. I, I didn't know that, what's her face, Goldie Hawn had actually worked with, uh, I don't know, I can never remember, like psychologists and psychiatrists and brainy people and come up with this idea of like how to relax and meditate and all that kind of stuff and um, created the idea of brain breaks for kids in school, which is really good because they, yeah. do, they do have them. You know, they, they stop and they do like 10 minute stretching or five minute jumping jacks or whatever. But the idea is to kind of, keep your keep your keep your stress levels low and keep your activity high yeah. i think i don't want to oversimplify yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. actually read the curriculum but like but that's I mean, what that's my takeaway but it's obviously it's so difficult for anybody to concentrate on one thing for longer than like i mean 15 minutes now for me yeah well all i have to say is like teachers are highly grossly underpaid 
I mean, underpaid, I've under always thought that. I mean, I've always thought that they were underpaid, but now doing this, I'm like, these are, I mean, I also think my kids, I don't, I, I genuinely think that teachers are undervalued and underpaid, but I also think that my kids have an entirely different level of respect for anybody oh, who yeah. isn't me. Yeah. I mean, literally tonight I found myself shrieking myself hoarse at my poor three-year-old who then... Oh, you could say he's four now. Yeah, he's going to be four. You're right, so it's fine. That sounds better. It's fine. It's grand. grand. I was just screaming at the four-year-old and that's grand. (laughs) You know what though? Um, Speaking of Dolly Parton, you know that every single time our mother sees Dolly Parton on TV, she has a very long conversation about whether or not Dolly Parton's boobs are real. I was actually going to literally put part of, I was going to, I was going to mention mom's commentary, a very judgmental commentary on Dolly Parton. She says she watched Dolly Parton last night and she goes, where is it? She gets something like something like Dolly's knees are desperate. Where was it? Oh my god, Mom has <laughs> an obsession with oh, people with bad knees. Here it is. What are you all up to? Nice day here, out of the wind. Dolly Parton is on. She has the maddest outfit. It's like white cotton short with lace legs stitched to them. Desperate. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of. Um, I, th- I, I think you should tell the story about the time when mom was mowing the grass and how you how mom like mom is I think probably the maddest texter I've ever met. And we get so, around to the name of the podcast in a second. Okay, so like, we should say that, that this episode... What? you got to keep eye contact with me, because when you don't Why? keep eye contact with me, you start having your presenter's voice. Oh, what I, well, all I was going to say is that we should clarify that this episode is about mom. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, but we can get there in a minute. Okay. But I was going to say, you do need to, because when you start making eye contact with the ceiling, it's when you start going into like this voice, and then you start doing this. And you need to keep eye contact with me so that you're having a normal... But that's the best part. When we're out there having like our normal conversations, that's the authentic. Not without my sister. Let me tell you, nobody above the age of 20 (laughs) should live in such close quarters with one sister without the ability to fucking get away for a couple of hours every day. It is very difficult. Well, my favourite part of this quarantine was yesterday. I mean... Don's not going to listen to this, right? Don goes, Rose, I mean, Don has definitely had his moments of stress and Rosemary goes... Don's Peter's beloved husband. Yes, and Rosemary goes, I, I think it would really benefit Don to have like an hour, you know, off by himself in the car every day. So I said this to Don, like, hey, you know, you should have a drive. So anyway, today Don goes off. I'm like, I wonder if Don's on that drive. Rosemary goes, yeah, well, he should have told us. Like, is he on that drive? But... Because <laughs> he went to do one chore and came back like four hours later. <laughs> But anyway, the point is, yes, not having an affair. everybody's being driven. Oh, we're all love, too tired for that. Love, love in a time of coronavirus. We're all fucking wrecked. Um, Sorry, mom, mom's texting, right? Oh, yeah. So mom has created an acronym, coined an acronym, which I wouldn't have credited her, her with. Like, no offense. N-N-T-R, which means no need to reply. I'm sorry, did mom actually make that up? I think so. I've Are never... Are joking? Seen, no, I've never seen or heard it used ever. And anyone I says it to, anyone I says it to, anyone, <laughs> anyone I say it to... <laughs> is like what I'm are you talking about? Horrified right now. Are you joking? I write no. an NTR to everybody because I assumed oh God, this so was I. part no. of lingo. You know, you have to explain it to them. Nobody knows what it means. If anybody's wondering, can do you think people can hear this? Like, oh yeah, the herd the of tiny elephants upstairs. Yeah, That's just so, your so children I put the kids to bed to and they're um, they're being really good. They're lying in their beds, peacefully reading, reading books, like I told them to. So you can tell yeah, that's great. singing songs to themselves. Um, yeah. So mom has coined this acronym. I think and. If anybody's listening to this and you have heard this acronym before from someone who is not my mother, Claire McCabe, please do let us know. Or at least know that we know we could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, like always, disclaimer, I could be wrong about 99.9% of things. Oh my God, I literally never heard that disclaimer from you before in my life. (laughs) Anyway, basically, unless a text message has NNTR at the end of it, 
like in mom's brain, the opposite of NNTR or like the absence of NNTR means NTR, need to reply. Oh yeah, it's true. So like every single message that mom gets, she insists on replying to, if not a me, or like, we'll text you back and go, sorry love, I was just driving to the hairdresser, I had to pull over. <laughs> it's so true. You didn't have to pull over. So many <laughs> texts from her that go like, I'm sorry, I had to pull over to reply to this. And I'm like, literally I was saying like, hey, what's the weather like? Yeah, and well, I like I have never pulled over to reply. To I had text. to pull over to reply to this. Weather's great, thanks. NNTR. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think she has it in her head as well that somehow a text message could be urgent. Whereas to me, I'm like, if it's urgent, I'm going to call you. Do you know Repeatedly. What I mean? Yeah, but like even she has to pull over to read the text she just received. As she called me the other night at two thirty-seven, <laughs> yeah. and then didn't answer the phone when I called her back, and then the next day was like, oh, I accidentally called you. Yeah, she did that to me one day as well, called me at like 4am and then neither her nor dad answered the phone when I called them back. And like, I was kind of at the point where I was like, do I start, like, do I ring hospitals? Do I ring the neighbours? Like, what do I do? And then the next morning she was like, sorry, love, that must have been um, an accident. I was fast asleep. That's alarming. What were they actually doing? That's alarming. <laughs> what are they dragging now across the ceiling? I'd like to I'd know. I'd say chance. I can't even I'd go. say chance. Who's, who's three, um, almost four, is dragging the toy box across the floor because he's decided he's going to try and sleep in it again. Well, last night when I went up to tuck them in or actually to scream at them, to be honest, uh, Nash and Bo were in their respective beds and Chance was in the tiny 1.2 foot to- toy box with full of duvet and blankets. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep, Mom. Leave me alone. It's like, uh, get out of the toy box and get into your bed. I can't even cope oh, with this. Coronavirus does. made everybody crazy. Anyway, let's actually talk about it. Anyway. But you're right. Let's talk about the title first because that maybe would give more context and then okay. you can talk okay. about the lawnmower. So, Not Without My Daughter is... Or you would not think... Not Without it, My Sister. No, no, no. Oh, but sorry. I'm saying Not Without My Daughter is the oh, film, correct. right? Yes. And you would think if you didn't know better because like I've been to the cinema with her that this is the only film my mom has ever seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because if you ask her to name a film, it's the only film she can name. <laughs> And if you ask her to tell, to tell you, like, what's your favourite film? Not, not Without My Daughter. I'm not into film. watch films. I'm not, <laughs> into, I'm not into movies. What a waste of time. Who goes to the cinema? I don't watch. I don't watch movies. I mean, it's all made up. What are we watching people making stuff up for? I went to the cinema once in 1974 and I fell asleep. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she did go to um, Pride and Prejudice and she loved it. Oh and God, afterwards, and but afterwards, all she talked about was what everybody else in the cinema had been doing. I mean, people were crying. She's very passionate. These people over here were crying. And then when your man jumped, oh yeah, I remember um, Colin Firth jumped into the lake. Now I'm talking about the original. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know if this is the original, the but like one. the original that I remember. Oh, was it that? No, no it no. wasn't. It was Persuasion. It was the one with Pers- um, no, 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 no. It was um, Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility, Winslet. exactly. With yeah. um, Kate Winslet and your man uh, Alan Rickman. Um, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That's Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah, that was oh, in sorry. Yeah, thanks. That oh my God, there. what's his name? Uh, Willoughby. Yes, exactly, Willoughby. And mom was like, oh my God, when they kissed all the women in the cinema, went, oh! <laughs> it's like, you should have been watching the movie. So like, that's basically it. She right? also went to see Titanic. I went to see Brooklyn with her. I think it was when you were living in New York and the two of us bawled our little heads off for about, well, actually I cried. I'm not sure about mom. That was where she sent me the book, Brooklyn. I was living in Brooklyn. I had left Ireland. She sends me the book and I called her up one day. I had gotten off the subway and I was literally hysterically crying. And I was like, why would you send me this? Because it's all about like she leaves and then her mom is dying and blah, blah, blah. And no, the emotions it's her she sister. Feels, like, spoil, 
spoiler alert, spoiler her sister alert dies. Well, I mean, I was not giving a spoiler alert because I was obviously giving a wrong recollection. So you can <laughs> yeah, so feel you- free to read it after I give, <laughs> tell you what happened. And uh, mom's like, oh, what's the problem? And I said, why would you send me this? She's like, I don't, like, I genuinely don't think she'd read it at that point. I think she's like, this is meant to be great. She doesn't and it's called think Brooklyn. about things that way. She just no. was like, she was like, what's the problem? I said, it's just like, so emotional. This one leaves and goes to Brooklyn and it reminds me of me. Like, yeah, that's not real. No, what she actually said was, you made your choice. It's your choice. You made your choice. You know what's weird? Like, oh, she, like mom is weirdly... When I was growing up, I think I always thought she was very sensitive because she's such a warm, caring, like loving person. But actually, she's not very in touch with her, or she just, just, just doesn't, just, just doesn't emote that much. I don't think that's. I don't think she's not in touch with her emotions. I read a book about Vietnam, about the Vietnamese War, and this guy was, this writer was talking about how he watched his aunt and his uncle wait for the one bus that would take them out of town, like, or you know, leave them to be killed, basically. And afterwards, they they left and they moved to America. Blah blah blah. And afterwards, an interviewer said to him afterwards, like, said he said to the aunt, to the uncle afterwards, like, did you do you regret having left or do you regret anything? And he said, what does that mean? What regret? It's not a word we have in Vietnamese. And I asked Kim, who mm. is Vietnamese, I was like, is that a word? She goes, no, we don't have we don't. It's not an emo- like, it's not that it's not an emotion that doesn't register, but it's not an an accepted thought process mm, if you know yeah. what I mean it's like and I think mom is more like that it's like well the way she even says when you're up you're up when it's done it's done it's like what's there's no point in wasting time thinking about things like she's not yeah she's not very much for the like hypothetical that's why at night time and that's why you're annoying me right now with the jigsaw that's why at night time when I go mom what do you think about oh your sister and her always getting too deep late at night like these questions about the <laughs> universe I mean like, what's she even talking about? It's like, you it's black what? or it's white, you know? You know what she loves to give out about? Like, she loves to give out about when, when when you're in the car and you call her and you try to have any kind of conversation that isn't like, the neighbour died, the neighbour got engaged, I saw this today, this is what I had for lunch. Like, if you go, you know what I was just thinking about today? Oh, no, you're driving. Like, <laughs> what? Like, we're talking anyway. I'm on my hands free. You could be sitting in the seat beside me and we would be having this conversation. You wouldn't. Listen, you know I don't like to have these serious conversations with you when you're driving. But she like, never ever. likes to have these serious no, conversations like ever, ever, ever. You know, she said to me once, we were talking about depression and, you know, I was asking, I think I was asking her if you have any questions or I think it was after I got diagnosed and she kind of said, you know, I mean, I don't, do you wake up in the morning and think to yourself, what kind of mood am I in today? Do you wake up and ask yourself that? Because I just wake up. <laughs> but I mean, do you? No, I just wake up sometimes okay, and I'm like, wake, oh, But you just shit. wake up and you're in a mood, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're in a good mood or a bad mood. But I honestly think mom wakes up every day in a pretty good mood. Like in a positive, she wakes up and she, what did I read? What, yet again about Goldie Hawn. Maybe mom is like Goldie Hawn's Irish sister. And she said, I, I wake up, she said, I have a very high level of happiness or whatever it was she said. Oh, you know, I'm like, I think yeah, mom's, yeah, like, mom's very... It was very it was, positive. Like she's very it was a high, optimistic. High set point for happiness. Wasn't that was it. it. Yeah, yeah, high set point for happiness. I think mom is the same. Like mom, come I in. She puts up with dad. Like in fairness. Yeah, love, love she you, dad. is. She is really optimistic, and she also my other favorite thing that she says all the time is like, when we were young, we didn't get stressed. Oh well, when she was over here, she goes. She also likes to say in America, we don't have this in Ireland. We don't have this in Ireland. And when she was over here, she was. I mean, literally to the most ridiculous things like cream. We don't have this in Ireland. It doesn't look the same. We don't have this in Ireland. Yeah. And when oh. she was over last time, she was messing around in the microwave. And Don was like, well, do you need a hand with that, Claire? And she goes, we don't, we, do, we don't have this. I just never see it. It's not like our one in Ireland. And Dad goes, 
it's literally the same microwave. It's the same model. It is literally the same. Yeah. So like sometimes I but don't understand. But she also understand. can't use the microwave at home. Oh, okay. To yeah. be fair to her. Okay. She is, has, has no ability to do that. But you know what? I blame her for the fact that now, like when I meet American people, not I blame her specifically, but I blame people like her. When I met um, my boyfriend Brandon's friend Kurt, and he was like, do you have peanut butter in Ireland? And I could kind of imagine mom being like, looking at the little tubs of peanut butter. They, you know, you can get the like individual packs of like Jif peanut butter. I can imagine her looking at them and be like, we don't have that in Ireland. Well, do we? No, we don't have the little packets, but then extrapolating it to be like, oh, we don't have peanut butter. You know what I mean? Like we don't have that at all in Ireland. Cope. I mean, ugh. I mean, I, I understand that I say, I make sweeping statements about like, we don't have that in Ireland. And then Rosemary goes, yeah, we do. Like you haven't lived there for 20 years. But like mom's literally, when she's saying these things, she was there a week ago. So there's no actual excuse. You know what's so funny? When Bo, who's Beatrice's six-year-old, but when he was about two or three, I think, he was home, <laughs> not on his own, but like you guys were in Ireland. And mom took him to Smith's toy shop or something. And she said basically that he walked around the whole shop saying hi to everyone. Like, hi, 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 I'm Bo, hi. And then I think said to somebody, I love your sweater or something. And then went over to the toys. And mom said she just was walking around after him going, he's American. <laughs> What was, from it he said, what was it he said to the one in Target when you went shopping together? And she oh, said, no, no, no. We were in Ulta. Oh, yeah. So, so I had bribed them to go into the makeup shop with me that I was like, I'll buy you a bath bomb. And then we were going to the cinema or something. We had loads of time. So I was like, I wanted to buy this foundation with me. The two of them were like having straps, like really bored. Like, well, we want to go. And I was like, ooh, new makeup brushes. And when I went to pay, the lady behind the counter, I said something like, Bo, just like stand there. Don't go anywhere. I think Nash was like hanging out of the door. Going, are we going yet? He's like a teenager in a nine-year-old's body. But anyway. Oh my God, he always has been, yeah. So Bo was there going, something, something. And I said, just like stand there, Bo. And she went, oh, Bo, that's such a cute name. And Bo stood back, oh, yeah. spread his arms <laughs> wide and went, I have a cute body too. <laughs> <laughs> and me and her, like the two of us that's just laughed our heads That's off. definitely the American in him in fairness. And it was so funny. Oh my God. It was so funny. That's mom because that would never happen in Ireland. Probably, she's probably right. <laughs> oh, she's probably right. Yeah. Oh, we'll go back to the lawnmower though because I actually love this. So we were living in Milan. So Rosemary came over and there'll be a whole episode on this later on when Rosemary came to Milan and was oh, just sorry. the most like, I can't even, anyway, an entire well, other we episode. Time. We did have a great time. But Rosemary lost about 22 stone and it was so enraging <laughs> to both myself and Julie. <laughs> <laughs> she ate non-stop olive oil and baguettes oh my God, I and managed to, to lose so much weight it was literally I used to like eat olive oil with like a smattering of focaccia as it a was vessel to get so it into my enraging mouth. anyway anyway and she and I didn't really because I didn't really text mom very much at the time because like we didn't you know texting was pretty was new, new like yeah. I had a cell phone and stuff but it was um, that amazing Duplo phone. flip phone yeah that mobile oh, phone not a mobile, mobile phone, phone. Mo- phone. sorry it's very American phone. of you <laughs> I had a mobile phone and I had, like, it didn't have, obviously, it didn't have any of the old mod cons that we have now, but I don't, could, we probably could text, right, I assume. Like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, yeah, we could text. I think my phone I was think... pretty crap, though. I don't know that I could really do very good texting. <laughs> anyway, I didn't text mom. We could text, but so you got charged that... extra, you know, like when you went over the one text limit, oh. you got charged extra. But also, you were working, mm-hmm. like, like a regular no, no, day no, job and long hours. Very long hours. But the fact was, was, was that you afternoons. came and you re- you opened my eyes to the fact that mom was an able texter, a very able texter. And this is where the NNTR came into it. And you would be out on the balcony. We had like a very nice balcony before Rosemary killed all the plants. And again, part of another podcast. 
Rosemary would be out in the balcony like sunbathing all day and she'd come back I'd come home and she'd be like oh, I had great chats with mom but she always looked really mischievous she'd be like I had great chats with mom she hated it and I, I talked to her for two hours and I drove her mad yeah so basically you can text mom you can text our mother and say hi mom how are you or actually you can text her and say hi gorgeous weather here we're sitting by the pool, full stop, and not ask her any questions. So it's basically the opposite of online dating. When I was online dating, I used to always be like, you have to ask a question. And then you oh, get a reply. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to ask mom a question. She will immediately reply, unless her phone's inside and she's outside or something. You know what I mean? But like, she will, she will reply the minute she sees the message. And she will say, hi, love. Like, terrible weather here too. I'm busy doing X, NNTR. And on this particular occasion, she was busy mowing the grass. Well, that's a, for a reminder, that's no need to reply. No need to reply. I.e. get lost. Fuck off, yeah. <laughs> and so I decided I was just going to keep writing back. And like, see at what point she would start writing back to me. And I wrote back and I said, oh, you're mowing the grass. Has it not rained in the last few days? And she wrote back and said, no, it's been very dry, perfect, perfect mowing weather and it's your. And I wrote back and I said... I hope dad's helping you bring the lawnmower. I hope dad helped you bring the lawnmower from the front of the back garden because our back garden is kind of up, up a couple of steps. It's up an incline. Frequently dad would be like, yeah, I'll come down and then just wouldn't. So I was like, I hope dad's helping you. She wrote back, he is very agreeable, NNTR. <laughs> and then I wrote back and I was like, are you looking forward to Wimbledon starting? I think it was around this time. I said, who do you think is going to win? And she wrote back again and was like, she loves an underdog. So she hates a like guaranteed winner. So she was getting really sick at this point of like the, the, the Williams sisters, one or other than winning. Probably one of the Williams sisters. Uh, I am very busy. Need to mow the grass. NNTR exclamation mark exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> was that the point at which you came home from work? I think like you, you came home while I was in the middle of so the stream, and you would always be in hysterics laughing. But she never <laughs> ever ever realised that you were winding her up, and that was the best part because she no, is adorable. But she would never just not write back. No, no, she never stops writing back. She would like you can imagine her as well, like super frustrated, all hot and bothered, yeah. like yeah stopping the lawnmower and the problem is as well our lawnmower when you turn it off half the time doesn't turn back on so like, I can only imagine how enraged she was you know um, they got a, a new lawnmower about three years ago and it was one of these things like it kind of reminds me of dad's stories of Hector Gray's when he was like you go into Hector Gray's and they'd show you how this like whistle would sound like a bird and then you'd bring it home and it would never work so basically they went into the lawnmower shop or the yeah. heart, you know whatever the garden centre got a demo of this lawnmower brought it home and they couldn't start it or mom couldn't start it and dad kept going you just need to put it like it's about the flick of the wrist and like dad was very like oh Claire you're being ridiculous it's about this and he managed to get it started once but then they could never start it again either of them and then mom's brother came and he managed to start it once <laughs> but they could never start it again so they brought it back and they got another one but then the exact same thing happened but I think it's literally like that the, the pole thing needs a certain velocity that neither of their feeble little arms can actually do so they're having great trouble with the new lawnmower so, okay, so like, I'd like to go back however once it starts I'd like up, to go back to though, started. but I'd like to go back though to the whole point of this so mom continues to reply to you right so I meanwhile I'm like okay this is hilarious or I'm gonna I'm gonna write back to this so I, I I try the old NNTR trick and I get one response NNTR I write back and I get silence <laughs> which I probably I know this oh yeah which probably began the entire thing that was kind of a joke in my mind and was actually one of the big things I wanted to talk about tonight which is like my conviction which was a joke you know for so many years oh, Rosemary's the favourite Rosemary's the favourite and now has become a reality so I'd say to anybody out there as well who makes jokes about being the non-favourite in the family like seriously be careful because if you think you're not and you make jokes about it you might end up like me and soon you are 
not no, no. the favorite. No, because no, no. it is like a joke. But hang on, so hang on. Can I just clarify? If you make jokes about not being the favorite, mm-hmm. and you kind of have a little inkling in the back of your mind that maybe you're not the favorite. No, no, I didn't right. have that inkling. I didn't have that inkling. Oh. It was just a joke because mom used to say all the time, like no matter what, she would defend you. And I always thought it was because you were the baby of the family. So like, there are only two of us. And no, there but se- it- six years between us, seven years, six and a half years between us. And I would always think it was a joke because I would say, oh my God, Rosemary's, you know, busy tidying or whatever. And mom always goes, well, we're, just, we're very alike. Rosemary likes to tidy and I like to tidy. So it was always this Rosemary's weird... Rosemary's very organized. Yeah. But you know what? Mom will defend anyone. No, no, Rosemary. Don't even bother going down that path mm. because like we both know but that But she now, will. Like... No, she's she's a contrarian in her own way, but that's mm. not what this is about. Okay. okay. So, I mean, you have, you've witnessed it yourself often enough now to know <laughs> that it has become a, a grim reality for me. So like right now, I mean, for example, the other day, I said to Rosemary, you know, I was Skyping mom and every single time we would Skype, I would go, hey mom, I can't hear you. I can't hear you, you're frozen. You're frozen. And then she would just randomly hang up. And I'm like, oh, are you even going to wait for this to unfreeze? Obviously not. And then I'd hear her on Skype with Rosemary. You're frozen, pet, pet, you're frozen. Come back, pet, pet. I'll just wait. I'm just waiting five more minutes, Philip, to see if Rosemary unfreezes. Like so enraging. <laughs> right, so, so then the other day, finally I get through to her. I go, hey mom, Oh, you look tired. Is your sister there so I could chat to her? I'm like, is this a joke? Like, literally, is this a joke? (laughs) She also loves to say, can Rosemary hear me? Oh, yeah. Can Rosemary hear me? I'm the most important person I'm like, I don't know. Can Rosemary hear you? I hope so. She's got ears. I think they work. But like, have you got something important to say to her? And then the other day, I finally was like, hey, mom, I'm calling you for a chat. That's great. Tell Rosemary. (laughs) No, I actually won't. You tell her yourself on the full day that you have to chat to her. Anyway, so... This entire favoritism is like getting way, way out of control, in my opinion. But like, does she never give out about me? No, and I have coaxed her. I have, I have, I have given her many, many doorways to walk through, and she's never walked through a single one. Which is why does she give out about me? No, <laughs> that's not very convincing. Oh my god! She would sometimes say things like, and she would say this to your face as well, that she would be like, "Your sister's unbelievable." She says that we're going to go out for breakfast at 10 a.m. and we don't have to leave in the house till 2. For example. Which, which, which she gives out about in person when she's here. She says oh, that no. about you, but I didn't know that was a criticism. You were the one who's never on time to anything. I've got four fucking kids. Well, that's what, like, like she's like, oh, when you're in Beatrice's and you're going somewhere and, la- and like, they don't get organized till the last minute and then it's four hours later than you meant it to be. I can't even. And she's, I can't. I literally, I can't. I'm holding my eyeballs right now. I thought, you knew, you know, I thought you knew about this. I can't. I have said so many things that were so valid to her. Mom, seriously, like, just just tell me that I'm not crazy. Like, agree with me that that's really annoying about Rosemary. Well, I mean, your sister probably has her reasons. Like your what? sister. I can't even think right now, but I What's just know that, like... About me? I don't know, but I just know that over the years I've been looking for, like, just even, like, agreement. You know what I mean? In that moment, you just want somebody to agree with you. Yeah, so you're basically doing the, like, Reddit, am I the asshole? So you're like, Mom, let me tell you what happened, Rosemary. Am I in the wrong? Oh, no, no. No, I never thought I was in the wrong. <laughs> I always knew you were in the wrong. I just wanted her to agree with me. But the fact that you're such twinnies means that she never, ever will. And like, you know, as well, like no matter, even on Scrabble, everything I do on Scrabble, that's not a real word. And then you'll put something down and I'll go, that's not a real word. It seems like a real word to me. It rhymes with something that I think is a real word. You know what? She also loves doing with you in the Scrabble, taking out the timer. Oh my God, you're right. She takes it out every single time I look at the Scrabble board, the timer. That's it. This is ridiculous. (laughs) You're taking so long. 
You're actually right. She's such a brat. You do take a long time, but I think that's because you're a, you're a more strategic Scrabble player. Don't than even she is. don't even try to butter me up. Don't try. It's not going to no, work. But that's true. The other thing I would like to talk about is oh yeah, and this is the other thing that she does to me is she always goes. She calls me up and she goes, "Oh Beatrice, Susie down the road. She was definitely in your class. She's dead." She and I'll does go, that to me all the time. No, and I go, "What do you mean she's dead?" Well, she was 62, so she's dead. And I go, I'm not 62. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're nearly 62. I'm like, I'm not nearly 62, I'm 41. Oh, oh, must have been the wrong class. Um, well, on all those people in, Ro- in Rosemary's class who only just turned 30, they're all healthy as, healthy as, like, as can be. And I'm like, Rosemary's not 30, she's no. 35. No, no, no. She, like, she definitely prematurely ages me as well. She recently said to me, I can't believe you'll be 40 soon. Yeah, you will like, be 40 soon. I was like, I've just turned 35. You will be 40 soon. That is soon for her. She's like 70. Five years is not very long. Four years. Sorry to disappoint you. But, no, she's been doing this to me for years and she didn't do it to you. My point was, you've always been an old soul and a bitch, apparently. Anyway, I would like to, um, no, I, I really feel like, no, she's just always been very, much more difficult, much more forgiving of you. And is it, and it could be because you're the youngest. I don't think that's it. I think it is literally because she sees herself in you and she empathizes with you. Like she bonds with you in a way, like even when I say, oh, I can't believe I got like, I have four kids and I got a total of 11 months maternity leave. That's your choice. Whereas oh. when you were like, oh, I, am, I might move abroad poor Rosemary what would she do if she moved abroad and she'd miss us and she'd be Rosemary's such a homebody and she'd she needs to be near her mom and I'm like I need to be near my mom you chose not to be (laughs) okay all right do you think I mean I think you're onto something in the sense that Bo the one of your children who we all agree is most like her is definitely the one that she would forgive the the most easy like you know that she forgives his bad behavior more than the rest of them oh my god he came up the last time she was here, he got given out to and he burst into tears and she took one look at him and she also burst into tears. And she was at the table just in floods of tears and I was like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, he looks so sad. <laughs> this is basically the same mom who like did not cry at Brooklyn, did not cry at Titanic. Like, Correct, actually. Oh, and um, you know what I meant to say as well, speaking of the cinema, in the last six months, she's gone to see the Pavarotti documentary three times. Oh, she loves cinema. it. She said it's great. Loves it. He yeah. eats two full chickens before a performance, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. She called us last night to tell us that, and then she said he's just eaten his assistant's chicken. <laughs> no, what she actually said was he's just eaten his assistant. <laughs> chicken. Chicken. <laughs> so that was kind of alarming. But the other thing I'd like to talk about is that, you know, honestly, actually, honestly, actually, mom is so nice. Like, and I think so funny like she gets terrible fits of the giggles like she's a very positive person to be around like she really doesn't she's not a dweller she doesn't get you know in bad moods really like she's always all my life been positive and upbeat and like I think she's a really nice person to be around genuinely like I I feel like she's not she's never really in a bad mood you know she's always in a good mood so like when she's in a bad mood it's weird yeah. She's a very, very, very positive person, and she's she. But she's weirdly shy, like because she's she's got a ton of friends. She's super social and outgoing. But like she she told me the story about how she was her sisters. She, she's uh, <laughs> she comes from a family of six, and she has two sisters and three brothers. And she told me how when she was her oldest sister's bridesmaid, her new her new brother-in-law stood up, you know, and he made his toast, and he said, "I want to thank the beautiful bridesmaids." Claire and she burst into tears because she was so mortified. (laughs) 
but like but she's still like that yeah, like she's yeah, still yeah. that exactly yeah. I was actually going to say that that like when she so she used to run an Irish language play school and then when she went from that and she got a job in civil service and I remember I think on her first day or something they were like introduce yourself and she was like oh my god you know, like, but I felt, I felt, but I mean, public, I think hates. that's an Irish thing too, though, because like, I absolutely nearly died when I moved to New York, and they were like, okay, stand up and tell us a bit about yourself. And I was like, what? Like, mortified. But I mean, I think though that that's why she finds you and your openness so unbelievably shocking, because oh, like, yeah, to her, can't. this idea of, you know, sharing your secrets and like this this modern idea of blogging is this modern notion is so unfathomable like yeah. you have been pretty embarrassing to her multiple times I just want to say I've it. been pretty embarrassing to a lot of people in my life I think yeah but I think when you've talked about like her on tv and stuff she just nearly dies every yeah. single time yeah and like so I used to be on what's now called Elaine and was then called Midday which is like this panel like chat show you never had the good fortune of seeing me on that live now I did see that really nice picture of you with the double chin though that you posted a few times oh my god that was that was amazing you should post it after this yeah yeah I'll uh, put a link to that in the show notes and I'll also try and get you to remember the the name of that book based in Vietnam oh I have it out there on the shelf somewhere but like I never because I was very aware that she was always embarrassed being spoken about so it wasn't like I went into it going I'm going to talk about mom you didn't care you're like David Sedaris you don't care no 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 that's what comes with being part of Rosemary Sedaris's family sometimes I think about the things that I could write about mom and dad and then I'm like I'm gonna have to wait till they're dead and even then oh my god that's an excellent segue into the next topic oh yeah (laughs) mom's funeral no no mom's morbidity is that a word Uh, her morbid yes her morbid bent her like obsession with death the last time mom and dad visited Fort Wayne I I was here already I think oh yeah you were. they weren't meant to come but they basically got jealous because I was oh yeah to exactly the exactly, and exactly. there you go there's the favorite they don't come to visit I mean they do come to visit I have to say they're great but like when Rosemary <laughs> came to visit they planned an extra trip because they missed her so no, much I think they that they needed like they, to look at her face no I think they were I think they were jealous they were like we're like, no, we're all they together. weren't. They just anyway, missed you. Anyway, listen, they, missed they came you, over. The and Beatrice and I decided to place a bet on how long it would take mom to start talking about their wills. Because usually the first thing she does is, no matter what time it is, even if you pick her up at 11 o'clock or 1 a.m. or whatever, by the time you are in having a, the first cup of tea, she's like, listen, I just don't want you guys fighting about the wills. So we just want to let you know that the dresser has been left to Rosemary. Or... I just don't want you guys fighting when we're dead. And like, we don't want you falling out. So the two engagement rings are going to Rosemary. So you spot a common theme here as well, apart from anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the last one, wasn't it? Beatrice, just don't want you being jealous. Like, you got this That's only one 20 ring. years ago and Rosemary's going to get everything else. No. Mom is very adamant that we're going to get everything half and half, except for recently shown me for everything. That, ring. You know what the other thing is though? I have I have the same size chubby fingers as Mom does, and your fingers are much slimmer. You know what? That's a really you are. So, you think you're so manipulative? I have I have watched the clips of Masterclass Chris Voss negotiating. I've watched the clips. I know. When Last I am of the big asked, fucking spenders, bitches. I I asked you today if you wanted to go halves with me and you said no coronavirus. I want to go halves with you. I don't have any interest in doing a masterclass with Natalie fucking Portman or Chris Voss. I don't but he showed you Christina Aguilera. I thought that would have been amazing. We, which also leads nicely on to the next part. But that would have been amazing. And she was so amazing. It's not about technique. It's about emotion. Oh, 
Oh, I would have loved to do it with so you. Why don't you do it with you? No, I don't. Want I don't to do want it. to do it because all that's going to happen is what you did when you read that Glennon, whatever it's called, book, Untamed. Glennon Doyle. Yes, you read that book, and all you did, like we should have read it together, because you just kept sitting beside me and reading out massive sections that I didn't want to hear. And I'm going to be doing the same thing, Rosemary. Come over here and let me rewind this section of Christina. And by the end of it, you'll have had to watch the whole thing with me. How long is it? I have no idea. Hmm. I have no idea, but like, it really looks terrible. So I like, I'd love to watch it with you. But anyway, Glenn and Doyle, Unleash Your Wild. Untamed is, is the name. But Unleash Your Wild was one of the sections oh, yeah, yeah, you read yeah. out to me. The highlighted yeah. sections. And also recognize your knowing. I don't even know what capital that means. Capital K. You know I was going to say capital N and then I was like, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better. Recognize that. Like, you could say that to Chance, who's three. Recognize your knowing, because he likes to say no all the time. You, you should send mom sections from this book. I bet you she would love it. You should actually write. You should send this book to mom maybe, and make her read it. Be brilliant. I'd, I'd say she would read, like, even, like, she read Michelle Obama's autobiography and was very much like, I just, I mean, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what's, what's it all about? Yeah, what's it all about? <laughs> she does like to ask that for someone yeah, who's not well, particularly yeah, philosophical. Yeah, yeah, no, she... I remember one time I was driving down to Kilkenny with her and she was in the passenger seat and I was driving and we were about, <laughs> we were only at the Nace, that big ball thing at Nace. And I was in floods of tears in the car because she was like, she was talking about her dad, like who had just died recently. And she was Aww. like, sometimes I see faces in a crowd and I think there's my father. And then he turns and it's not him and Beatrice. I wonder, what's it all about? And I start crying. She's like, why are you crying? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about before that? Well, aside from talking about her will. Oh, which, the will. That was what you said. About. No, you said last time you picked her up at the airport. We had a bet. Oh, yeah. But because then, she always talks about it before you've even it. got the suitcase in out because of the car. I think it's kind of like when you're on Skype and she's like, while I have you. She, she gets these ideas in her head that she's like, I must say this right now or I'll forget it. But in fairness, I think herself and dad must talk about it a lot. But in fairness, like oh, dad, yeah. you know, has some maybe strained relations and I think yeah. a lot of dad's friends also have fallen out with their I think, siblings I over I think a lot wills. of people yeah. in general yeah. have historical family fallings out over wills yeah it's true like, it's and so unusual. they so so our parents are going to have a very specific will in which every single toothpick will be accounted for except what's in the attic because as we discovered recently when Rosemary went up to the attic and discovered hairless cindies and dolls with missing appendages <laughs> that they don't really know what's up there so that'll be the oh only my God. surprise i went up to the attic basically i've been threatening to go up for ages because you wanted these cindy's yeah i did which you haven't done anything with but there's this amazing instagram account that i think is called cindy i actually don't know what it's called so we should we'll put a link to <laughs> that in whatever notes. these notes are as well yeah. <laughs> you professional you <laughs> I'll leave that bit up to you. But what did you want? You wanted to photograph Cindy in the Cindy's. wild. I thought I would do like some amazing styling of Cindy, but then... You'll have to make the clothes. I haven't done it yet, yeah. Because then when you send... when you The reality of their Cindy's versus my Cindy's were my Cindy's had been... Their hair had been shorn by some younger sister who shall remain nameless. Yes. And they had hideous clothes that were filthy and there were stains all over them. And I don't really know. They'd I mean, basically been to the American Top Model School of Makeovers. My childhood was much more. They'd been to the Chucky School of, make- <laughs> of Makeovers. My childhood was much more glamorous in my memory than it actually obviously was. Right? I mean, let's not like talk this down. You did have about 35 
Barbie and Cindy's. You had so many. I know, yeah, I was obsessed with them. Yeah, and you had the like Barbie dream Where house. Where is that Barbie dream house? That's know, the question. I find that in the attic. But anyway, sorry, what I was going to say was that our mother has put in the attic, like there were several bags that were marked like girls clothes aged five to seven. And we opened them up and it was literally like, like some of them were stained and like not stained from the attic, but stained from the world. She put up clothes that like somebody had puked on. It hadn't come out but in the wash. this is the same the woman attic. who when I put things in, in, in the charity bags goes, nobody's going to want that. It's, does that look brand new? <laughs> does that have, is that got a tiny rip in it? And I go, oh yeah, yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Put that in the bin. You're insulting people. I mean, I agree with her actually. You know, I, you're put it, but, but what was she thinking? Maybe it was more, maybe she was. Do you think it was more memorable? Like, was she being more nostalgic? I don't think she's very, I think she's more like you because when you threw out every single letter that you ever had in your life and every single piece of memorabilia and burned them all because you read Marie Kondo and were brainwashed no. by her. No, 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 no. And no. I said to mom, I am horrified. Mom goes, why? It's her stuff, her right. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw out all my stuff. I'm going to throw out the report cards. And I was like, you're going to throw out absolutely nothing. Well, then what are you going to do with it? You're either going to pick it up by next Tuesday or it's going to be in the bin. I'm like, I live in America. What is your problem? Well, mom went through a phase of every time that she would come and visit me when I was living in Dublin, she would bring a box of stuff and be like, I thought you'd like all of your school report cards. And I'm like, they're going straight in the fire. And she'd I be think, like, I've kept them for you. I think this is a phase though that parents go through like with the emptiness it's a bit like in the 80s oh, how yeah, every yeah, yeah. single woman got the princess dye haircut and then it was a bad look for most people <laughs> it's a bit like pe kids move out because I mean this isn't just unique to us like a lot of my friends have their yeah. mothers basically calling them up and saying like get over or on Friday the skip's going to be here and all your yeah. stuff's going to be gone one of my friends came home I think like a week after she'd moved out and her ho and her room had been entirely redecorated as like the fancy <laughs> guest bedroom and all of her stuff was gone and she was literally like, I'm like, where was it gone to? I can't remember. I think it might oh, have all been gone to charity. You know but I was what? like, like, I'm sure you didn't want that. That reminds me, <laughs> that happened Julie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Julie is going to be mentioned many times in this podcast. And Julie is my best friend who I lived with for a long time in Milan and also in Paris and is now living by, you know, living back at home in Ireland. Oh, and also in New York. We lived together in New York as well. And now she lives in Ireland. And I remember she moved, she left home and, and her, her parents, her mom was like, oh, oh, we had been at home for New Year's Eve when Julie popped the champagne cork in her eye. I'd forgotten about that. It was hilarious. It was bad for oh, Julie. It wasn't hilarious. Sorry, Julie. It was bad. She had, the, she had to carry, walk around with the ice pack on her eye for the rest of the night. Like, it was really bad. But I gave, I think I gave her a Michael Connolly novel or something like, something that I, I, I gave to her and you'd, I was like... You'd lent her something you yes, wanted back, a book, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And literally I said to her a week later, I was like, here, listen, can I have that book back? She's like, oh my God, my mom went into my room and she was still there, hoovered up everything that was in the room that looked yeah. like it could be given away and gave because it all she was away. Because like, she was doing a charity shop run. Yes. I was like, this can go, yeah. this can go, this can go. Yeah, yeah I was, I, I actually forgot about that. That was probably like 15 years ago and I still obviously harbour resentment for that novel that went missing. That wouldn't be like you. I know, right? Right? I'm a very forgiving person. So, back to mom. I'm very forgiving of mom who favorites you all the time. But I still love her, even though today I still found her enraging. I Skyped her just to chat with her by myself. And yet again, she wants to know all about you, but that's fine. So, um, back to the morbidity of mother. Oh, yeah. She also likes to talk about planning her funeral. She talks about which, it all the time. Which is interesting to well, me. Well, she hasn't recently. She talked about it all the time for a period of time. No, she hasn't recently. But it's interesting to me because... She's assuming that when she dies, we will have a like traditional Catholic funeral for her, and I don't know that anybody who is left would care. But what like, what are you talking about? You don't. It's not for you. You have it for them. Like, why wouldn't I? Of course, I will listen. But I you, mean, I thought a funeral was mom, for the people if you're who were listening, left behind. Mom, if you're listening, I'm going to do whatever 
<laughs> Stop trying to suck up. It's too Mom, nice. Mom, if you're listening, I'm going to honor you whatever way you want to be honored. <laughs> Are you there, Mom? It's me, Beatrice. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I'm just going to put all your ashes and chuck them over the, I don't even know, into oh, the back garden. But she has, she has very firm views on funerals. For example, she told me recently that she has discovered that when you say no flowers, donations only to Our Lady's Hospice, you, like, very few people donate, so you might as well get the flowers. What? She said basically, so like, you know when people die and they say no, no, I understood, but I'm more like, what's the point of that? Because I mean, isn't, aren't a few donations better than no donations? And what good are the flowers? They're all dead in a week. Love flowers. But what, who are they good for? You just said it's for... You literally... Oh, it's for you. The flowers you, you are for did, the people left behind. You did just say that. Yes, I yeah. did. But what, about, like, but what about the hospice? Wouldn't you be better off to give money to the hospice? Yeah, I suppose. Right. Are you ready for the song? No, no. We have to... We don't have to warm up. Like, we don't have to like, fluff the song a bit. Why have you suddenly decided we're singing the song right now? Actually, no, because I'm ready for it. <laughs> my I was wondering what you were doing my with your vocal, phone. I was like, I think vocal, she's getting well, up the song. I got one of those. I, I, I have the lyrics pulled up, but then when I went in to pull them up again, I had one of those stupid Google. You've won well, $20,000. So and this I is interesting find it. to me as well, because this is not the song Mum wants at her funeral. But the song you want to sing at her funeral. No, 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 no. Mum no. wants us all to sing Good King no, Wenceslas. Mom would be very... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mom would just be happy that we sang at her funeral because mom's impression of me, I have to say, is poor. You're you? all gonna, you're all gonna be surprised to hear that mom's impression of me is poor. Mom's impression of you is glowing. There is no way you are going to be able to sing a single word. We're not gonna get through this song yes, without you crying. Yes, I am. I am. I'm going to take a ton of drugs that I'm going to take out of Don's drug cabinet, and I'm going to <laughs> pretend that mom is still alive. Just like I said today, if she dies of coronavirus, touch wood, mom. If she dies of coronavirus, Jesus. I'm not even going to think she's dead because there won't even be a funeral. So I'm not going to have to deal with it like this. So I'm going to be on a podcast actually, singing. For the amount of time she communicates with you, like you'd probably be the same. Actually, fair play. Well said. Thanks. So I had said to you, like, here, I've got the perfect so, song. Speaking of people obsessed with <laughs> death and funerals, Beatrice, five years ago, started planning the song that we would sing at Mom's. Well, I was more thinking we should probably practice this because one, one day she'll drop dead. We won't be ready. Sorry, sorry. We won't no, no, be no, prepared. No, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we should probably practice this is several steps after no, we should sing this. No, we should sing this at Mom's funeral. Here's a good song to sing at Mom's funeral. My point <laughs> being, one is never prepared for a funeral. Therefore one doesn't have time to practice and in the throes of all of our grief are we going to want to get into a room together and practice especially if we have four kids to manage and me crying no so we should practice this so that we're experts Sorry, by the time she dies there's no we in these four kids they're your four kids mm, I meant we me good <laughs> the royal we <laughs> me so I was thinking we should sing this song we should get it perfect which we don't have yet just if in case anybody's listening and wants to criticise where we don't have a perfect, but we should get it perfect so that then in the throes of all the tears, etc., we can just stand but up like, and be At pros. least we've got that sort. Yeah, we got this. You're going to be We floods. got this. You're going to be I floods. got you. And actually speak... I got you, Rosemary. Yes, Beatrice. And you got me. Yes, Beatrice. Oh. Speaking of which, this is one of the reasons that I am very like enthusiastic about throwing out and burning and getting rid of things in mom and dad's house because I know the minute no. that both... No, the, Excuse me, let me finish I refuse my this. I refuse to... I think I the word you're searching for is refute. I ref, I, no, I refuse to listen to this because what I was going to say is you're actually co-opting. Or I can't pour this for you. You're going to have to pour it yourself. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't lean that far. And I can't sit up because the mic's in my, in my face. Like, this is very complicated. You are actually co-opting our own mother's thought because my mother, my mother. Now, now with an extra glass of wine, she's just my mother. She's not even <laughs> our mother. My we've, mom, we've are you listening? We've dropped the royal my mother. It's my just mother. me, me, me now. Um, go on. T- t- tell them about the phone call you had. 
What phone call? The one where she called you oh, up yeah, and yeah, just yeah. randomly yeah, yeah, said yeah. to you. Sorry, but like, I, I, I agree, mom, if you're listening. I, I agree with you for a shock exchange. <laughs> <laughs> We're so similar. Because you're the mom, same person. Mom called me at one point and she was talking, she, she called me to say, do you want these <laughs> random like, things that it? used to belong to Beatrice? Because do I want, don't really care if no, she wants them. No, no. <laughs> do you want these old model engineer magazines that your father and I in the 70s that sat are together? probably worth, oh yeah, and about hand, 10p. Oh, that's the other story you should tell. Not only did they hand bind them together, but what about the one where mom and dad bought the house together? And dad lived in it for a dad year. Dad lived in it for a year, and mom used to come over to, to deliver the cigarettes that she bought for him. Yeah, because she had a job and... Did he not have a job at that point? Uh, they bought I a house together and basically because my mother was a chaste young maiden... T.E. <laughs> was a chaste young maiden. She stayed living at home with her parents while dad got to enjoy the, yeah. the fruits of their Sounds labor. Sounds great. In his free gaff in, well, in Clondalkin, to be fair. I mean, it wasn't exactly city centre. No, but I just mean in those days, Clondalkin was like miles away. Do you know what I mean? I can't even... This anyway. Is, on PC. Uh, mom called me one day and said... Do you want these? It probably was those model engineers that are like hand bound. And I'd be like, no, burn them. Hand but anyway, bound, and there's millions of them. She goes, do you do, do you want these? She goes, because you know, when we're gone now, your sister won't be able to part with anything. And then she suddenly took a pause and she went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad now. I'm glad that when you have to call her and tell her I'm dead, I won't be here. I won't have to deal with that. <laughs> so loving. Which is a good point because I genuinely. <laughs> Basically, she's that like, you were going to be like inconsolable for yeah weeks. I am going to be like, no, I'll never be the favourite. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, here's me planning the funeral that you're not planning. So like, who is actually the best child? That's all I have to wonder. Anyway, planning your parents' funeral does not make you the best child. It makes you the most considerate. It makes you the most mercenary. No, it absolutely doesn't. You can have everything. You can't. Now... <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is recorded in perpetuity. Anyway, anyway, so I was preparing songs. Turns out all mom wants is Christmas songs for her funeral. Yeah, this is what she told me. She just wants carols. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I love Christmas songs. I just love just Christmas. But you know what? Like mom just wants to go to a fucking like Christmas carol night. I know. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Just I want to be dead with singing all the Christmas. She won't even get to hear them. But anyway, she goes, no. I just want Christmas carols. And I said, what if, what if you die in July? And she goes, well, it'll make it very unique. I know. And now she denies that though. Yeah. So we were so delighted with that. We were so delighted with our mother's originality and just unique spirit. And then we were said to her recently, we we're like, oh, you know, it's going to be so great at your funeral with these Christmas carols. It's going to be so, so, as you said, unique. I never said that. I never asked for those. I know. And she was like, Christmas carols would be corny. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I can't even sing this now. I have a song prepared, but I can't sing it now because I've got a fit of giggles. She's so Get a fucking grip. Just start imagining mom dead and you'll, you'll, you'll soon sober up. You're making me laugh more. She's such an idiot. So corny. It's like you and your new favourite word. Dope. You dope. Yeah, you such dope. A dope. Because dope is a good, like, it's not a curse word. I can say it to the kids and they don't get really offended. No, but it sounds like something Will Ferrell would say. So every time you say it, it just sounds really hilarious. What a dope. What oh, yeah. a dope. They are absolute dopes. They are dopes. They're total dopes. Um... I think that we should sing the podcast out with this song. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to be way too long. Okay. So, this has been Not Without My Sister. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you would rate it on iTunes. But not if you thought it was shit. You need to give us at least three episodes if you thought it was shit. Because we might redeem ourselves by the end. Tell a friend. 
send a link to someone, if you know someone who lives with their sister or whose sister is miles away and they just want to listen to some good old fashioned sibling bickering, then this is the podcast for them. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram. I'm at Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac and Beatrice is at Beatrice McCabe with an A in her Mac. And we'll be back on a, on a yet to be determined future date. It'll be exciting. You won't know when it's coming. What if we get this really wrong? That's the joy of not live recording. Oh, okay. But you have to cue me in like a conductor. So I want like... Okay, one. Yes. Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like a flower's got a field and the clouds got the rain. Like a night has got the stars and the fire's got a flame. Like a moon has got the tide and the river's got the sea. Oh, I've got you and you've got me. Oh, some things are guaranteed. Oh, some things will always be. got you and you've got me like a singer's got a song and a song has got a rhyme like I know you've got a smile when I can't get to mine like every soul has got a heart and a heart has got a beat Oh, I got you and you've got me. Oh, some things are guaranteed. Oh, some things will always be. Oh, I've got you and you've got me. My favourite part is when we sang this to mum and she was like, that's nice. <laughs> like, very non-committal. <laughs> that was very Do you think nice. this is less about mum and just more about the two of us? That's good. <laughs> She'd be happy with that. She'd be embarrassed for herself better. She'd like it to be more about you. <laughs> <laughs> Not Without My Sister is hosted by me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe. Our editor is Liam Garrity. Original music by Cody D Records. Original illustration by Lindsay Nielsen. You'll find show notes and transcriptions for each and every episode at notwithoutmysis.com. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.